Welcome back to the Cheer Up podcast with me, your host, Michael Cheer. I've had to take a break from the podcast after having a real eye-opening moment of self-discovery recently that I really needed to work on. It relates to addiction and it's something I hope I can develop the courage to talk about in a future episode. I will say that I think that episode will be the most personal and most difficult episode to record and release. Anyway, I don't want to use that as too much of an excuse for the delay in releasing this episode. After all, it's all part of my journey which I'm keen on sharing with you. Back to this episode. This is an episode that I've really looked forward to sharing. I'm glad to be talking about health anxiety again as it's been one of the biggest challenges that I've had to face in my life. I feel like I can now say I've proudly overcome it. Today, I'm joined by Nelson Luzbel, a health coach who also struggled with health anxiety for large parts of his life. Nelson shares his experiences, insights and how he's bounced back from his struggles. One of the most interesting insights I'm keen to share is the difference between Nelson's experience with health anxiety compared to my own. It's something that I personally found really fascinating to hear as it gave me that perspective that other people were going through their own struggles in their own unique ways. Nelson has since gone on to use his experience with health anxiety to develop into a health coach and now helps people improve their diets and consequently their mental health. I hope this episode can also help to provide you with some perspective and further education on health anxiety in general. I know that as we're hopefully now coming out of the COVID pandemic, the talk of health anxiety may be more prominent, so I'm glad I can share this with you all in the hope to help those who have been struggling during the past 18 months. So without delaying any further, let's jump into it. Welcome back, everyone, to another podcast episode with me, Michael Cheer. Today, I'm joined by Nelson Lisbell, and we're going to be discussing the sort of two sides of health anxiety. I've spoken with Nelson in the past, and we've sort of shared our, our experiences, but I think it's, a, it's definitely a good idea for us to share the two very differing perspectives, to be honest, about what we've both been through and where we are now, in a way. Now, Nelson, I want to thank you for joining me as well. Um, do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself? Well, first off, thank you, Michael, for the introduction. It's really my pleasure to be here. Um, you're a really good friend of mine in the space and just in general, love chatting with you every time we connect. Um, and yeah, so my name is Nelson Luzbel. Um, I'm a health coach. Um, originally got into uh, health because I myself was struggling with health anxiety. Um, I struggled more on the side of um, feeling like there was something wrong with my heart and constantly seeking assurance there um, and just anxiety in general that was kind of constant in my life. So now I'm just passionate about sharing, you know, all the things that I implement into my habits um, from the way that I, that I eat, the way that I think, the way that I carry my life out um, that has helped me overcome health anxiety. Um, and I just look to help someone else. That's it. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very interesting. The first thing that I'm going to take out of that is how you mentioned it sort of started with, well, it sort of worries about your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like I've worried about in the past before, but it's followed on from other issues. Mm-hmm. Whereas for you, 
am I, am I, am I right in saying it's just been the heart in a way you've not had other well, other health worries? Well, similar to you, it started there and then you can kind of yeah, spiral yeah. into other worries, which I did eventually have too, but that was the beginning for me. So let's talk about where it all started for you then. Because for me, I remember distinctly every like the, the the first moment for me where I sort of had like the worries, the panic attack, and then yeah, that's, that's that was basically like the first domino falling. So what, what was what was it like for you? That's funny you mentioned. Yes, I I do remember exactly the first uh, moment or instance. You can say um, I was sitting on my on my computer. I was probably 11 years old or 12 and I was having an energy drink. Um, at that time I was starting to get into energy drinks. I wasn't aware of caffeine like that. Um, and I was, I had upped the dose. I had moved up to the tall boy size of energy drinks. Um, but this time I was just sitting down, I think in, in other instances where I had drank one, I was at least at a park or something. And this time I was just sitting at my computer chair um, and I think the caffeine just kind of smacked me a bit harder than I was expecting. And my heart started racing. Um, and recently, my father and my grandfather had both passed away from heart disease, which I was still kind of dealing with. And, um, you know, with the stigma of being a male, kind of suppressing those emotions and not truly expressing what I was really struggling with. Um, and I think it was a mixture of caffeine and suppressed emotions just kind of hit me really hard in that moment with my heart racing, with those events that had happened recently. Um, I, I went into a complete panic. I thought something was wrong with my heart. I didn't know if I should tell my mom because then she would say, okay, let's go to the hospital. And then the doctors would have to perform some surgery, which I was also afraid of. So I had that immediate resistance to, I had a negative association with hospitals because both my family members had passed away recently and um, I did not want to go. So at that moment, I just suppressed the experience and just hoped it went away. But things started to feel a little off after that. Um, and I would always kind of check at my heart. I would always kind of check to see and something would always feel a little bit off. And there that term comes from like what you seek for, you find. So I would o always be a little bit worried. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I've very recently come across where is the law of attraction sort of mentality where what you think about you feel in a way and how you can will things into existence in a good way but when it comes to health anxiety it's sort of the complete opposite you don't want to will it but you can't stop thinking about it so it's like if I keep thinking about this am I going to bring this up to actually happen but yeah that's some that was a little fear that I had last year to be honest um but yeah it's, it's it's interesting how you say that it's sort of come from your family background which is completely understandable I mean there's if I if I think if I was in that situation I I would be I'd be more fearful in a way I'd worry a lot more than I think I did in the past and again it's another sort of example of the differences that or the difference 
perspectives that we've had in our in our journeys in a way uh like you said um the the sort of avoidance of wanting to go to the hospital and get checks i mean i'll be honest i'm also i i don't like going to hospitals i don't like the idea of being in them that scares me as well but for me it was always a case of if i felt something was wrong with me I needed to go and check it out and find out what it was as soon as possible. I needed to find out what the cause was because otherwise it's just an unexplained sort of symptom, unexplained feeling that would drive me crazy in a way. But yeah, right. I think it's I think it's great that you're you've 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 used that experience and now you're doing something good about it, which is something that I want to follow in your footsteps in really. I want to I want to be able to try and help people who are struggling with essentially what we've both been through but I just wanted to go back to the energy drink sort of topic that you've mentioned how that's brought up um, feelings of dis discomfort and essentially it was like the first trigger that you had but at the same time yeah it was a, a potential cause as well did you mm. did you have anything any other triggers that were that would cause you to get anxious and worry about your health more? Um, I would say triggers wise, um, probably following a couple of years after that, I got I actually got a job. I was probably 16 at this time. So probably like three years down the road, four years down the road. Um, the new added trigger was having a job and the stress of a job um, because I started to work in fast food. Um, and in general, working in fast food, depending which restaurant you're at, it could be pretty stressful because it's very fast paced. Um, and you know, you, when you're new, you're burning yourself on stuff. You're, you're just all over the place mentally. So it's what actually led me into my first full blown panic attack. When I got a job okay. before that, I never had a full blown panic attack. I was just kind of panicky and, you know, feeling my heart, but my first full-blown panic attack was from the stress of having a job um, and balancing that with work. So I would say later on, being able to understand that everything that's um, that's happening in our life, whether it's work, school, the way we eat, the way we exercise, um, it all has an effect, right? Um, so at, at that time, probably around that age with the energy drink, there was no, no triggers really. But when I got a job, got that stress, I had my first full blown panic attack. Um, yeah. And what was that like for you then? Were you working at the time? Were you at home when you when actually was, had the? Oh, I was actually at work. Yep. Um, okay. it was, I was going to mention it was the, it was in the middle of a rush um, when we used to work the drive through and it was a headset right? So you'd hear the bing and the cars wouldn't stop. Um, mm. And it would just be so, so, so stressful um, in the beginning. Um, I eventually got to the point where I was a really good, I've worked at many restaurants and, I, you know, a lot of the higher management would just salute me and stuff like that. So <laughs> it, it got to the point where I earned my rankings in restaurants and I, I really knew how to handle the pressure, but at that age, handling that new pressure, um, I just, I, I slept into a full panic. I, I just had that impending sense of doom where I felt like this yeah. was it. 
Um, I was like, all right, maybe I'm having the heart attack that I've always worried about. Um, I just felt my heart beating uncontrollably. I got very um, lightheaded. Um, and I remember I sat down and I drank some Mountain Dew, which was probably <laughs> the best thing I yeah. could have drank, right? Like sugar, um, caffeine, yeah. and, you know, nothing against um, the company. It's just, in general... Um, I just kind of sat down and I was drinking sugar and caffeine, which was not going to help me relax. So um, I could have drank some water, but thankfully when I sat down, caught my breath, uh, drank soda, I relaxed. Um, but I, I really could have used some water, some fresh air or something like that. Mm. instead. Definitely. I mean, that's just sort of like adding fuel to the fire in a way, isn't it? It's like a, an extra stimulant. It's only going to raise the levels of anxiety and nauseousness and, yeah, lightheadedness, I'm guessing. But, yeah, it's interesting that because I remember, like, you've described it so vividly. I can almost picture all of my panic attacks as if they're happening right now every time I think about them. They're so vivid. It's so it's a, it's a scary sort of scenario. It's it's something I don't wish anyone wish on anyone, but it's sort of you have I, I look back on them now and they're they're sort of mini breakthroughs where when the when the panic attack happened, it sort of it it led to another change in my life that was positive in the end so like I remember one just before going to therapy so I had one panic attack and then that was the that was the click for me no more I needed to do something about it and I wanted to go to therapy I mean as I think that's that's like you mentioned about the stigma with men I don't think there's um, a lot of men really that actually actively want to go to therapy and sort themselves out it's it's a case of they want to be the ones that fix themselves you know they want to try and find the way for them to get over what they're going through in a way but sometimes you do need the extra help and that's part of the healing I mean um, did you did you go for any sort of professional help or therapy or anything like that I really wish I would have, honestly, um, mm. but I, I didn't. Um, and like you said, you couldn't have said it better. It's just we we want to do it all ourselves. Mm. We we feel that if we you know go, we're being weak, um, which to a certain extent, you know, it's it's in our DNA to be the the hunter, the gatherer, the, yeah. the protector. Um, and that serves a purpose in a way, but I mean, nowadays we have so many resources and we don't have to do it all ourselves. You know, we have specific purposes that we're good at. And if we can use help from someone else, that's really good at what they do, like a therapist, a coach, a psychologist, um, then we should seek help. Uh, we're only stronger together. And um, what helped me at that time was I didn't I did um, start to grasp a habit of prayer. My mom told me I did kind of share with my mom um, and she was feeling that I was just kind of in my head. I was telling my mom, oh, I'm kind of fearful if there's something actually wrong with my heart. But my mom actually had has experienced panic attacks in the past. Um, she knows what it's like to experience anxiety. So she told me 
here. She shared a prayer with me that I can say before bed and, and in that way kind of pray about my worries instead of like worry, um, just keep them in my mind, which is something that I share about sometimes um, because it's kind of like when we start to implement habits that are just productive with our worries it's it's better than just kind of letting our worries um sink in our minds so i i view praying as you're kind of building a faith building um a relationship i I heard you mention the law of attraction like things that you think about come to pass so Mm. i like to believe in god and i like to believe he has a purpose so when we kind of detach ourselves from it's just us we only have to figure it out ourselves i just when I began to pray and just say, you know, I'm worried about this. I trust that you will solve this. And then I began to see that I was kind of all those, all those worries that were in my mind that were just like, I have to figure it all out or, you know, just sinking in those worries. It just began to kind of lift them off. Um, And I felt that that helped me, but I didn't, pursue anything else actively which was what I meant to kind of touch Mm -hmm. base on which I I should have Um, but it wasn't until later that I actually got into health coaching I was like okay I need to learn about health because I'm passionate about it I want to figure out what health truly means because it was just always lingering in the back of my mind Um, so yeah yeah I mean it's interesting you say that because I think when I when I first had my first panic attack, that was that was a point where I was hesitant to mention anything because I thought it's like the unknown. That's the first time. Is this natural for me? Is this something that's meant to happen or not? And that was when I was trying to bottle in feelings, keep everything together. And it, like you said, it's that that build up of suppressing emotions. And yeah, I mean. I, I struggle to sort of think what things would have been like if I didn't have a panic attack, for example, would I still be would I still be where I was at the beginning? Because it's all I, I think the the sort of balance between mental health and physical health, they're so they're so intertwined and they're linked heavily that if we don't take care of our mental health it will affect our physical health and in our cases that then again hurts our mental health and it just that's what creates the cycle but going back to going back to um uh what you said about um sorry i've just had that notification a notification on zoom it's just throw me off there Um, Just going back to what you mentioned about um, not pursuing therapy, but you wanted to, do you ever think that was down to, I mean, you, you're, you're living in America, in Florida, right? Do you think that's ever been down to the sort of financial impact, the fact that you have to pay for all the, the health care and therapy sessions, there's no sort of national health like there is in the UK? Do you think that's ever had an, a, a bearing on your life that that definitely could have had a barrier um and it probably um at that time 
wouldn't have mattered as much um, if if I was willing to kind of seek help because I was still I wasn't 18 yet. Um, and at that time, just being under 18, healthcare stuff is a little bit easier, um, at least in my situation, my family. Um, and we would have figured it out, right? If I, yeah. if I just said I needed some help. Um, and I think that today, um, being older, being in my 20s now, you know, it's my own income. I'm married now under my household it can be challenging and that could definitely be uh, a challenge in, in, um, in today's world, today's economy. Um, and the way that most of us in America kind of manage our finances. Um, a lot of people do live paycheck to paycheck and just thinking about an extra expense as far as like what it costs to afford help. Yes, it can definitely be a challenge. And I think that, it's awesome how much resources the internet can provide for free, um, like podcasts and YouTube. That's why I think it's so important for us, um, how we're doing these interviews right now. Um, and it's just um, all the resources that are on the internet. I just, they can be overwhelming because it's so many perspectives, but I just, if, if anyone's listening that can be uh, being challenged with uh, finances as far as seeking help, um, I recommend just kind of taking and grabbing what makes sense to you from all the content that's out there and not taking anyone's word for what it is, whether it's my word or anyone else that you find recommending stuff, um, which I, I'm always walking a fine line because I'm not a therapist, not a psychologist or not a medical professional. I'm more of a life coach, I'm a health coach. I'm someone who's been through it myself. Um, and I can just kind of share what's helped me and hope that everyone can kind of pick and choose what they can implement into their lifestyle that'll help them as well. But yeah, to answer your question, um, it can be very challenging, it can be very challenging to afford to afford it. But um, I, I just I recommend to just kind of seek what's what's possible for us, because we can kind of um, maybe think we can't afford it faster than we can or we can't seek help. Um, and nowadays there's online therapy, there's in-person therapy, there's always some kind of organization or, um, or, or nonprofit that's seeking to see how they can help in the, in the community. So I, I would recommend to see what options are available always. Yeah, I think that's definitely important. You need to sort of find what works for you, really. There's no one, one solution fits all. It's a case of sometimes you might have to pick things out you might go to one therapy session and find that you don't get on with your therapist and you sort of make the judgment that therapy is not for you when in reality just seeing someone else might be the answer that you're looking for but yeah I mean it's it is it is challenging but again that's the that's part of the ups and downs of trying to recover in a way and you just have to break through and find what works for you so that you can get to to that stage of where you want to be in a way now just going back to sort of the broad topic of health anxiety the past year we've been in the midst of a global pandemic how has that affected your mental state have you had any spikes in your health worries or how, how, how have you reacted? 
Uh, what a good topic to bring up, right? <laughs> For health anxiety. Um, wow, it's so such a good topic to bring up. Um, and honestly, I, I just had COVID um, two weeks ago now for my first time. Um, and I would say when it first came around March last year, it was a very uncertain time as far as work goes, not even just our health, like all the added stressors that people might be experiencing, like what they, if they're going to lose their job, if they're not going to lose their job, if they did, and now they have to find a new one. Um, and just like the news and seeing the cases and things like that. Wow, what a major trigger for anyone that that has any sort of health anxiety. Um, But for me, what helped me so much was 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 balancing how much news or media I consumed Um, just in general before the pandemic or just in general. It's very uh, important for us to be able to understand how consuming too much media or news can affect our mental health um, because studies do show that um, if the news was mainly positive, n- not as many people would watch it. So it's important, yeah. it's important for us to know that it's highlights of, 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 of negative things that might be happening or very important things that, that are happening and that can kind of weigh on us. So what helped me so much was, was having a healthy barrier with the news and the media and just kind of focusing on what I can continue to do to, to keep a healthy mind, body and spirit. Um, and that went as far as making sure I'm not sitting down because there was times where I stayed home for a month and I just recently stayed home for two weeks. Um, and it can be very mind numbing to just be inside Some people work better being inside. Some people really do need the outdoor time. And that that's me. I need to get out. I need to move. Um, But it really helps me to to go to places where I can I can breathe without a mask and I'm not getting in contact with other people, secluded nature areas, still uh, maintaining my physical activity um, and just eating in a way that's healthy for my body. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really what helps me having a routine. Um, I like to have a routine when I wake up to get myself ready for the day, like stretching, reading, praying, journaling, things like that. And, um, just have, just creating a routine that, that protects, um, your mental state as to leaving it up to chance. Cause if you leave it up to chance, you're consuming media, you're consuming, uh, whatever comes your way. Um, then you just kind of leave your state up to chance. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my questions I had prepared. I was going to ask you, but we'll get back to that in a bit, but just going back to, I didn't actually realize that you had COVID a few weeks ago. So when you actually had it, were you, symptomatic or you actually did you actually feel like ill or I I am so I'm so grateful to say that I I wasn't asymptomatic but the symptoms were were mainly light for me um there was a day where I woke up with extreme body aches um and just in general I can kind of get achy in my lower back if I don't stretch and things like that um but there was one day where I woke up extremely achy. Um, thankfully, I have a good stretch routine, so that really helped me with that. And what would I say? I felt just very congested in in um, in my forehead. 
area and just kind of like lingering body aches was was the main thing for me um very grateful that it was very light for me did that did that have an effect on on your anxiety did you worry about that or not because i think even even i remember probably two years ago just having a flu around christmas that was sort of a a bit of a trigger and i was what i would start to worry about my health just from that so if i were to feel any sort of symptoms during this past year i think i would immediately think oh god i've got covid yes so when when i first saw that i was positive i was already like three or four days into it so i was like oh man like if i'm positive and this is what it is i'm very thankful because it it's it's been a bit lighter for me than the flu um so i was like wow i'm i'm i already felt very thankful in that moment but then i heard of a friend um who actually i believe we we might have catched it from each other and he was he wasn't doing so good he was losing weight um and he had a doctor had told him that if um he continued having the same symptoms he would have had to go to the er and i immediately felt like a sense of, oh man, what if, what if mine worsens? What if either one of us gets, you know, very critical? So in that moment, I felt almost a wave of ang- of anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. But then I just kind of, I kind of stepped back from the feeling and stepped back into the present. And I believe that's kind of one of the powerful things to do because we can always worry about the future. What if, what if, what if? And um, one of the powerful things is like, okay, this is my situation right now. If something does come to happen, then I'll deal with it then. But yeah, I mean, not great. to create all these scenarios exactly. Mm. Well, I, all I can say is, thankfully, I've had my first vaccine jab. So, hopefully, hopefully, I'm I'm on my way out of this. But yeah, we we shall see. Um, yeah, just just going back to um, when you were at your worst, in a way, did you ever find that you had? trouble communicating your feelings to um, you've, you've said that you're married at the time I'm guessing you were still in just in a relationship you just being boyfriend girlfriend at the time did you ever think that had an effect on your relationship is that something that you found difficult to talk about or even with your with your family right right uh, more so I would say yes I did um with my family um I was just I feel that I, I would put pressure on myself to have it figured out or, um, you know, be be like super strong um, in my relationship. I would say when I first we began dating, I was in this process of like self-discovery and like already understanding where how I can be healthier. Um, I was discovering things like meditating and things of that nature. So I was feeling pretty empowered and just, we spoke about self-improvement. I was discovering books and, and I was finding a new passion for reading and, um, and following my passions more like skateboarding and art and stuff like that. But, um, I was becoming aware of not putting this pressure on myself to have this all my life figure it out. Cause I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. Um, and I felt like that helped me a lot. Uh, but there's been times in my relationship where I still have to understand like, okay, 
don't try to be a man all the time. Well, obviously be the man, but don't, don't suppress your emotions, communicate. And it's one of the things that has helped my marriage be as healthy as it is today. Um, I think we just communicate really well. We understand that, you know, we have to kind of relax together from time to time and just do fun activities because we're both very uh, motivated and, you know, high performing and things of that nature. So one, one of the things that has just helped is just not taking you know, our lives so seriously and just making time to relax and just spend quality time. And, 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 and those times is where the natural conversations kind of come out and you can just kind of talk about how you're feeling. Um, and it helps a lot. It helps a lot to just not put all the pressure on yourself and, and think yeah. that you have to be a hundred percent perfect on the outside. Um, so that it helps you kind of, yeah, hundred percent. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's something. That's, I think that was something that I struggled with in my in my relationship in the past, and I think that was a potential sort of stumbling block. But you you learn from those sorts of experiences, and it's something that I can take away now in the future and know that I need to be better at this. I need to be better at that, and I need to share more. I need to. That's what relationships are, aren't they? You're, you're there to support each other, whatever the problems are. And I think, yeah, what you said there just amazing. Sounds amazing. It's great. It's great how you've how you've got that to to help. Really, it's it's a good. It's, yeah, it's, it's that support bubble that you need, really, isn't it? It really um, is. It really is. I, I wanted to talk about now, like how you are now you've talked about your sort of routines which I think is great I I, I'm also sort of big on the new habits that I've incorporated into my life you've mentioned prayer that was I've just remembered that that was what I was going to ask you about before that zoom notification distracted me it was I was going to say that um prayer is a form of meditation in a way isn't it so everyone will will have their their sort of idea of what meditation is and obviously if you're a religious person that's what you go to in a way yeah so you've mentioned how you've you're focusing on your your stretching your hot like your, your your passions for art and skateboarding I know I know from your social media you're quite an outdoorsy person um <laughs> what, what what other sort of go-to habits have you sort of developed since experience since trying to deal with your health anxiety right so I would say wow a big habit that I've I've almost like I would say habit slash mindset it's like progress over perfection because I used to be very like seeking for like a specific solution to my health anxiety I thought maybe it was like one way of eating maybe I had to go fully like vegan and like never eat a burger again in my life and just like hope that all the plants would heal everything in my body which you know plants are proven to heal many um, illnesses and things of that nature um but the main thing that, oh man, I would say 
it's, it's been that habit of progress over perfection in like every area of my life. Um, and I look at that towards the way that I eat. There was a time where I was a bit strict on the way that I ate. Um, and that kind of can add stress. And, I, and it's proven to many people that they kind of stress themselves out when they try to eat too perfectly. Um, so I just, I just kind of look at, at, at like these five areas of my life. Right. And um, it's kind of what we're taught in, in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. It's a holistic outlook towards long-term health and like preventative health. Um, and it's number one, looking at, at career, whether or not you're happy doing the work that you're currently doing, whether you have to maybe seek another department. And sometimes we can just tell ourselves that we, we have to do this job because it's what's providing for income. And that's very true in that, in, in the current state that you might be in, but it doesn't mean that you can't actively seek other options. Um, And that can kind of really reinstall some, some hope in someone's heart. If they feel stuck in a job, they can kind of like, Oh, I can still work this job, but look, I, I do have more free time than I thought I did to look for something that might be more fulfilling to me, or I might just pick up um, a, a passion that I never pursued as far as maybe on the side. And then number two is relationships. We talked about the importance of having healthy relationships. And when I realized, wow, there's some relationships that I, that I nurture that really like make me happy that take away my stress after I finish hanging out with them. So I I would think, okay, who can I be around? um, That's going to bring up my energy, bring up my, my mood um, instead of being in relationships that might've harmed it. Um, And then number three was exercise. And I, I immediately, I was like, wow, skateboarding is an exercise I feel passionate about. Every time I go skate, I just feel awesome after all the stress pours off and I just feel more present, more just healthy, happy. Um, Instead of thinking, Oh, I have to hit the gym three times or four times a week. (laughs) Um, Which I do now. I, I go to the gym three times a week, but I do kickboxing, which I'm, I'm also enjoying. So I try to add flavor to my exercise life. And how you brought up prayer, um, spirituality was number four. Um, and for me, I always felt that um, whenever I would go to church, whenever I would go be in, in, the, in that presence where there's faith, where there's um, people that are willing to pray for you and whatever you're going through, I just felt so like uplifted after leaving those um, those uh, scenarios and like it would carry out throughout my week um, when I would go to church once a week. It was a youth church and I just felt like everyone there had peace and they were willing to share it. Um, and that's where um, in holistic health, um, they say that that spirituality is super healthy because you find community, you found you find other people that are of faith and, and practice faith. Um, and then surprisingly, they called food secondary food, right? Which is what we actually ate. Mm. Um, because if you ate really healthy, but you didn't have any of those four topics that we mentioned um, in a good order, then it didn't matter if you ate all the wheatgrass or the green juice yeah. or all the smoothies because, yeah. because, and then your, your life is not happy, but you're eating super healthy. So they, they, they met when, when I got introduced that, that, um, that system, it kind of made sense to me. Wow. Like, 
if I can focus on this, improving these areas, and then kind of just try to keep increasing what I do with food, it makes it very, um, what would I say, enjoyable. And it made me feel like I, I figured out kind of how I can progress constantly with my health. Mm. I think that's great, yeah. I think that that answer is definitely more than I bar- bargained for, but I think that is brilliant, brilliant to share, really, <laughs> because one thing that I got out of that was when you were talking about relationships and how that if if you're if you're around someone that's really positive all the time you want you want to be around them more and i feel like when i was at my at my well not even just at my lowest when i was struggling i would i would carry out carry off that sort of negative energy carry off, off that sort of negativity where whereby people wouldn't want to be around me if I was like that. And I think that's something that I learned in the past, maybe two years when I was at therapy. Well, I don't think I got that from therapy, but it was sort of the the learning while sort of at that same time, really, where if I don't change, then why would anyone want to be around me? So I need to be that sort of positive person. I need to bring more positivity and it all it is is just a shift in focus I, I love how you you're, you're constantly saying how grateful you are because gratitude is something that is just it's eye-opening it, cha- it it changes the way you think because no matter how bad life is for you there's always going to be something in your life that you can smile about that you can focus on that brings you that positivity and I think that shift in perspective has been the con- the main contributing factor in in my change to be honest because you also mentioned the the progress over perfection seeking perfection was definitely something that's held me back for a long time Eve, I mean I, I, there's probably elements in it today in my life where I would probably I, I would have worried about if this podcast is going at how I imagined it to go. But in reality, nothing nothing goes as you imagine it. And if it does, it's 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 like an anomaly. It's it's borderline fantasy in a way. So you just have to take everything with a pinch of salt, appreciate what you're doing in your life for the good, and just focus on making continuous progress because at the end of the day that's what we that's what we want to do we want to make progress and that will lead to us being happy I mean I I find what you what you've done to go from suffering with health anxiety to being a a health life coach now is is like the perfect sort of transition it's what you want it is it's ideal really so I, I can't see a better way of or a better example of some if someone out there is listening who's struggling Nelson is a great example of using your struggle to turn your essentially your mess into a message which is that, that, that line that line I believe was one from one from Tony Robbins so I can't claim I can't claim that but that is just the perfect example. 
That's so good. You almost made me shed a tear there. <laughs> well, that was beautifully said, man. That really yeah. was. I mean, where can where can people find you if they want to sort of find out more about what you do? You sure. Can, I know you've got social media pages, so I'll let you sort of plug yourself here. Sure. Right now, you can find my podcast on um, pretty much all the main platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, and, and many more anchor as well. Um, under Mastering Anxiety and Health Anxiety, um, if you type that in, you'll find me on pretty much the major platforms. I'm also on Instagram at nelson.luzbell um you can kind of you can reach me on instagram through dm if you'd like me to make a topic or um a podcast um and i'm always um searching for for topics so um no topic is silly you can send whatever you're struggling with um but yeah it's kind of hard to speak after you just <laughs> me such an eloquent um description I really, I really appreciate it, man. And it's, it's how I would say like what you were speaking about, like not knowing if your podcast, how it would go. And I'd say my, my newest recent challenge was, was going about this, this pursuit of coaching people and helping them. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's really good to connect um, because when you're starting new things, it can be challenging. Um, And yeah, I just, I just encourage people to go after things they're passionate about. Um, You'll figure it out as you go. It's not going to go like you maybe imagine, um, but it works itself out. If you, if you keep your passion in it and it makes you happy, um, just find the ways to be happy when you're doing it and and you'll find success. Um, But yeah, um, you can, you can reach me on those. um, If if you'd like to reach me, Instagram's the best bet. I'm working on a website right now. It's like, um, it it is my name spelled out Nelson Luz Bell, um, but it's not fully launched yet. um, So I just probably have to keep that updated on social media. Um, and I'll probably have a blog there where I'll just post more like written content as well. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for joining me again, Nelson. This is, I think this, I, I don't know why I would ever have worried about this podcast because I think it's a, it's gone, it's gone well. I think, I think it's been a, a great episode that I'm looking forward to share with the listeners and yeah, uh, just Thank you again for joining me. I hope you you've had a it's Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day in America right now. I know that it's still the morning for you, so I will let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. And yeah, thank you to everyone listening. Remember, be your biggest fan. Cheer yourself on. See you next time. <laughs>